Welcome to life on earth. Welcome to life on earth. Welcome to life on earth. You know, I think I should pass a law, no. an amendment. Uh, you know, I put it before Congress, get the Congress critters to vote on it. That that theme should play in every maternity ward when you are born, when a new person comes into the world. Welcome to life on Earth. All right, I got a bit of an echo here. Let me fix that real quick. Ah, I see we have a browser window playing this show so I can look at your chat messages, but I can do that elsewhere. There are several machines here. Sorry about that, folks. Welcome to Life on Earth. I am glad you are here. I am glad you are here watching this show. I am glad you are in the chat and I want to hear back from you. And I am glad you are here on Earth. And that's what I want to talk about. There is surprisingly little in the objectivist canon about birthdays and holidays and anniversaries. The word birthday only appears a handful of times. You know, I've got access to the old Ayn Rand CD-ROM, if you can get a hold of that one. You know, a legal copy like I did. It's a butte. But the word birthday comes up maybe a dozen times. The word birthdays, plural, comes up once. And so I'm not even going to claim that today's discussion is at all objectivist, except to the extent that it is, I think, rational. And it does come up, birthdays and holidays and anniversaries and other red letter days. It comes up so much that I've given an entire Glowcon talk on the subject. But for today, according to ABC News, October 5th, America's most common birthday is October 5th. Why would October 5th be America's most, anyone want to guess? Uh, in the chat, just shout it out. Why on earth would October 5th be America's most common birthday? And I'm sure you've already guessed that you know, it's nine months after New Year's Eve. <laughs> Which leads me to believe that we should adjust Labor Day. You know, after all, shouldn't Labor Day be nine months after New Year's Eve? Uh, which... I was going to say brings up the question, but nowadays the kids say, which begs the question and makes Aristotle roll over in his grave, but which leads to the question, shouldn't we celebrate Conception Day? Okay, we all have to acknowledge that, you know, especially when we're really young, the last thing most of us want to think about is our parents' sex life. You know, most of us, we don't celebrate the date of our conception. We celebrate the day of our birth. But it turns out there are some people in a particular religious sect, and I don't know which one it is because I've only heard the claim, but not the details, who celebrate their birth date, but also their conception date. And, and that makes sense to me, even though it seems to conflict with the point we've made during the abortion dates. We celebrate birthdays, not conception days. Quoting the Talking Heads, oh, I said the Talking Heads. The name of the band is Talking Heads, no article. Quoting Talking Heads, we are creatures of love. And if I can get serious for just a moment, speaking of conception, I still think, I said it before and I'll say it again, objectivists, we need to own the sanctity of life. 
I used to feel alone in this, but Ben Bayer writes so well on this now. You can even order his book on Amazon about the subject of abortion. Making babies, raising a child, fulfilling the parent's role in bringing a son or daughter to manhood or womanhood is one of the most beautiful, amazing, magnificent, rewarding things that a person can do. But it does bring up a fascinating question. How do we rescue the moral meta-ethical concept of the sanctity of life from the anti-abortionists and fully validate and support it? You know, human life is truly precious. It is the most significant and sacred value on earth, which is why I shudder at the perversion of outlawing abortion, of sacrificing the life of a woman and her partner, if he's a responsible person, to the whims of those who would regard personhood, personhood as applying to any and every fertilized egg regarding a microscopic cell as equal to a baby, a child. But again, it's not a simple topic. A fertilized egg is precious and invaluable and possibly irreplaceable to any couple intending to carry the zygote, the embryo, the fetus to term. Objectivists should own the concept the sanctity of life, and not let the anti-sex, anti-abortion, anti-values, quote-unquote, pro-life advocates pervert it. Now, if you think that undercuts the pro-choice argument, I recommend you listen to the shows that Amy Nacer and James Valiant and I presented around the time that Roe versus Wade was overturned. It is precisely and to the extent, and for the same reasons, that a wanted pregnancy is the most valuable thing in the world, that carrying an unwanted pregnancy to term should never, ever be forced on a woman. So uh, yeah, a question for the live listeners in the chat. Are you aware of a religion or a cultural tradition that does celebrate the date, either actual or estimated, of conception? And, uh, oh, we've, well, of course, uh, Daniel points out Valentine's Day. I'll say something about that today. Uh, incidentally, this is going to be a shorter show. I'm going to speak quickly so it doesn't run long. So I'm going to need you to listen quickly. Listen fast, and I will talk fast. Of course, we've got some humor in there as well. Stephanie Bond says, happy birthday. Thank you very much for that. Now, my birthday is actually, and I think I said this, coming up this weekend. But if anybody has the impression uh, what about Clubhouse? I have not pre-scheduled the Clubhouse show, but I will put one on right after the show. So yes, we can talk. Um, my birthday is this coming weekend. In fact, it's just a day after Leonard Peikoff's birthday, which would be a clue for those of you who want to know what the actual day is. But yes, my birthday is this weekend. And I'm going to talk about Leonard Peikoff as well. Because in the show notes, I have linked to the two episodes that I brought up earlier in the chat. It was great. Ayn Rand Center UK, The Daily Objective. It's the Thursday Collective. And they presented their favorite peak-off moments, apropos of this time of October, when Leonard Peikoff's birthday is coming up. Loved that. And I mentioned two of my favorite peak-off moments. What are they? They're the Ayn Rand Center UK shows with Leonard Peikoff. How awesome were those? And the answer is all the way awesome. 
both that initial show when he essentially came out of retirement as we were doing a birthday celebration honoring him, nobody knew except the people behind the scenes that he was listening to that and that he was going to show up on camera after it. Link to that is in my show notes and also the one a year later with Lisa Van Dam interviewed him directly. Um, those show notes, those links, links you need, irreplaceable links are on my Facebook wall, facebook.com slash Robert Naser. There's a link on my Twitter as well. So much good stuff in there. So that was a great ARC UK daily objective. In fact, it was so good, you should take a moment and become a member if you haven't already. Go to einrandcenter.co.uk, become a member for, for as little as 10 pounds a month you can support the organization that makes all this, including those great shows with Leonard Beekoff possible. If you're already a member, come to the chat on YouTube, put in a super chat. You can send a couple dollars that way and make a question or comment stand out because yes, I've got folks in the chat. So I am a member and a YouTube member. That's true. Robin points out, you can be a member on YouTube. You see the extra star and emoticons that you have access to and some shows that are only available to members on the YouTube side of things. So for, I think it's $4.99 a month. I know I did it so long ago, I don't remember how much it is, but for a small amount every month, you can also be a member on YouTube, have a little extra fun that way. But I said I was going to be quick and I am going to be quick. In the show notes, I've linked to an episode of Five Minutes with Robert and Amy Naser, my Sunday show, in which this is a copy of a talk that I gave at Glocon, the Great Lakes Objectivist, Objectivist Conference, Weekends and Holidays appreciating and celebrating red letter days using a rational contextual approach. Man, if I could redo that talk, I would give it a less wordy title. Weekends and holidays, you know, there are people who live for the weekends and that can be rational, but usually it's more of an escapist kind of thing. And sometimes as objectivists, we, 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 derogate, we cut down the holidays. We say, well, they're artificial. They're not, they're not based on facts of reality. Well, I'll tell you, on our Sunday shows, Five Minutes with Robert and Amy Nacer, you know, I start, if you've seen them, you know this, I start each episode with a review of that day's position in the year. Uh, so for example, today is October 13th, 2022, the 286th day of the year. Your best year yet with 79 days remaining to make this so, it's not already your best year yet. You've got 79 days left to make it happen. And I'll talk about the holidays that are coming up and the interesting things about the day. So for example, on this day in history, um, uh, Paul Simon was born, the great musician. Link is in the show notes for that. Quirky holidays, for example, today is, ladies, this is important. Actually, guys, this is important if the ladies listen. It's National No Bra Day. What the hell do you mean it's National No Bra Day? Well, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and I know a lot of breast cancer survivors, and I, I honor the things that happen during this month. But they throw a few quirky holidays in, and it's No Bra Day. So, ladies, if you are wearing them, let them go. Uh, get yourselves comfortable. They, they joke that it's also end of the work day day, because that's the first thing a lot of women do when they get home after the work day, get rid of that bra. And then, you know, other significant birthdays. For example, today is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's 33rd birthday, which brings to mind the old stereotypical statement. If you're 20 years old and you're not a Democrat, you have no heart. And if you're 40 and you're not a Republican, you have no brain. 
I know as objectivists, we're all thinking, if you are any of the above, then you have no virtue. But, you know, maybe there's still hope for Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, AOC. I think some people don't even know her real name. She's only 33 years old. She turned 33 today. Maybe all these crazy ideas she's got, she'll grow out of them. And the great thing would be if she doesn't switch parties, but stays a Democrat and drags them back to classical liberalism. Can you imagine? But if you want a little contrast from AOC, it's also the birth date of the late British Prime Minister, Margaret Thatcher. There's already a couple of good celebrations about that out there. It's funny that I find Margaret Thatcher more endearing than Ronald Reagan, maybe because I, I know my criticisms of Reagan. I know Ayn Rand's criticisms of Ronald Reagan, um, but I didn't have specific criticisms of Thatcher other than in some ways she's a conservative and not so much a capitalist. But happy birthday to the late, rest in peace, Margaret Thatcher. So for my birthday this weekend, I know there will be an outpouring of gifts and cash. And so I'd like to provide some valuable gift giving guidelines from that talk, weekends and holidays. Just checking my time here real quick. Oh my gosh, I have a birthday contribution already. Exactly what I was going to ask for. Thank you very much, Jeff Bannister. In for $20 Canadian, supporting the Ayn Rand Center UK. Very much appreciated. And it says happy birthday. So it's boom, love it. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Advice on weekends, holidays, birthdays, gift givings. And I'm just gonna do a couple of these real quick, but they are valuable. And if you've never heard them before, you need to know this. From birthdays, you've got to reset expectations. You know, if birthdays or Christmas or anniversaries or any other gift-giving opportunities, if they have become a burden to you, a cause of stress, a sense of duty, obligation, and I don't know what to get my wife, mother, daughter, son, brother, etc. Reset. And you can do this anytime. You can always decide this time, this year, you know, you and your family, your friends, your soulmate, agree to right size everything. Have you noticed it seems like every year you've got to come up with something a little better than the last thing? Once you've given somebody handkerchiefs for their birthday, you can't go back. You've got to upgrade to neckties. But once you've given somebody a necktie, then you've got to upgrade to a Corvette. It's, it's got to be a little better every year. You can talk to that person and say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, resetting this year. And right-sizing things. And, you know, I don't want you to spend $10,000 on my birthday present. I'm not going to spend $10,000 on your birthday present. Massage these example numbers to make them appropriate for your situation. And you can, you can and you should do this. It doesn't mean that, oh, we're not going to exchange gifts. We're not going to, no, none of that. Just right-size things. Be willing to reset. It got to around here where, for example, Great Lakes objectivists, for the holidays, we would throw dinners that were bigger and better than the monthly dinners we did for the usual get-togethers. But it got to where we were, yeah, we're doing, you know, prime, uh, prime rib and crown roasts. And it got a little crazy. And then, we, you know, we just kind of said, you know, everybody, we're doing something more modest this time. Expectations were reset. We still had a great time either way. You get to do that. You can do that anytime. Set those expectations. My only advice, practically speaking, is do it ahead of time. You know, if you're going to buy your wife uh, a dozen roses for Christmas and, you know, maybe a small box of chocolates, but you've been at the point where you've been spending $1,000 on each other every year, 
you might have that conversation ahead of time so that when she presents you that platinum ring with the big diamond on top, you don't feel like, oh, that, that seems a little uneven. But yes, downsize when necessary. Also avoid over-gifting. You know, Ayn Rand famously did not like surprises, surprise parties, but she also didn't like inappropriately um, over, overpriced, exaggerated gifts. Uh, she thought gifts should be modest and appropriate to the relationship. So she was you know, careful about accepting gifts from strangers at all. And I've, you know, several psychologists, I know Ellen Kenner has also said this, that, yeah, you, you need to right size these things. You don't want a gift which implies an intimacy that's exaggerated or isn't there. So I've got a great idea for a birthday present. Apollo Zeus is in the chat with a super chat for two pounds, sending us some love. Thank you for that. Very much appreciated. Here's a great idea. And some of you will say, no, I'd rather spend $1,000 than do this, but it's free. Essentially free. This is great. If you've got a smartphone, there's an app on your smartphone. You might not even realize it's there. There is an app on your smart. It's a voice app. And what it does is it makes phone calls. I know all the kids are out there like, no, man, I don't use my phone for that. Yes, you can make a phone call with your cell phone. You could call your mother, sister, brother, daughter, whoever it is, and wish them a happy birthday. I hear the chorus of people, uh, I, don't, I don't use my phone for that. I don't, I don't take voice calls. You know, surprises are overrated, but, but phone calls can be awesome. And if you're not good at phone calls, all the more reason to get used to making them. The take-home point is nobody who actually likes you wants you to suffer over the process of buying them a gift. The kind of people who are going to get angry at you because you didn't buy a big enough gift, because you didn't get them something bigger than last year. Uh, if you know the Harry Potter stories or the movies, um, you know, think of, of Dudley and every year if he gets fewer presents than the last year he throws a tantrum. Your friends aren't like that. And if they are like that, they're not your friends. Or at least they need some serious self-improving, which your modest gift giving will help them do. So yes, the take-home point is nobody who actually likes you wants you to suffer in choosing gifts for them. And finally, for those who still think that holidays, you know, holy days, you know, the really holy ones like Valentine's Day, or in the U.S. Midwest, we have Sweetest Day coming up. Uh, actually, on Leonard Peikoff's birthday is Sweetest Day, although because he was Canadian, I don't know if he ever celebrated it. It seems like that might have been just a Midwestern thing. But yes, the holy days of New Year's Day and Independence Day, holy days like Halloween. If you think those are exaggerated, artificial, unnecessary, why do we have Valentine's Day? Why do I have to think of something to buy her on Valentine's Day? Well, let me tell you. I love 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 you. You can't say I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. And have it means something. At some point, you need to change things up. If you're going to say I love you and have it stand out, Having a day in which you can make it stand, this day is all about that. 
that's valuable. That's powerful. You can capitalize on that. You can use that. And don't think of it as something imposed on you because there's this holiday out there you have to live up to. Own that holiday. What did I say about objectivists? We should own difficult concepts, concepts like sanctity of life. Well, we should own, you should own holidays like Valentine's Day. Oh, well, for me, Valentine's Day is going to be this other thing, this day in which I actually focus on the ways in which I love my, well, we do that every day. Well, if you do it every day, it's every day. It's just an everyday thing. No, no, and don't tell me you make it absolutely special and fresh every single day, unless you've only been together for a few weeks. No, these are opportunities. These are gifts to you, these red letter days on the calendar. You know, New Year's Day is the day of rebirth and renewal, a fresh calendar, a fresh start. Uh, I've talked about this before, so I won't get into it much, but the idea that you shouldn't have New Year's resolutions because as soon as you find you're doing something wrong, you should change it then. That doesn't work. And it's not pragmatic to say that it doesn't work. It doesn't work conceptually. It stands to reason that there need to be specific dates on which you set specific goals. And you've got enough going on that you can't just keep a running log of, oh, here's a thing that needs to change. Let me add that to the list of things for which I have strategies I am taking right now. It just can't be done. New Year's Day is a powerful thing. You know, Independence Day, you can celebrate the, the national and the personal meaning of independence. Uh, Memorial Day is a day to engage with values from the past, important things in history. Uh, Labor Day, we celebrate effort and purpose and organization and teamwork and benevolence, working with other people, the division of labor. Uh, Thanksgiving is a celebration of productivity. Easter and Christmas are modern celebrations of goodwill. This stuff is powerful. Incidentally, I do love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. But you could say it over and over again until it doesn't mean anything, or you can capitalize on these opportunities. You know, paraphrasing the Incredibles, if every day is special, then no day is. You know, you are the star of this life. You should be living in the spotlight, and you should be sharing that spotlight, pointing that spotlight on other people who matter to you. You know, if the spotlight's on all the time, your eyes adjust and all of a sudden there is no spotlight. So embrace the holidays. I'm going to embrace my birthday this weekend. You can embrace that or you can embrace Leonard Peikoff's birthday, which is a day before mine. Embrace your holidays. Embrace your anniversaries. Reminders of the amazing things that have happened in your life and how you're now living a life that is elevated because of that anniversary, that wedding anniversary, the anniversary of your graduation, the anniversary of important things that happen in your life, even the anniversary of tragedies and passings and things you've had to grieve, which honor the value that a person was in your life. Rest in peace uh, to uh, Angela Lansbury this week. And to any of you who are either celebrating a birthday today or who've already had a birthday this year, or if you have one coming up before the end of the year and only you people and nobody else, happy birthday. And have an outstanding life on earth. <laughs>